Chapter 5. The galley was on the main deck. Nobody was there, so Chuck took the ladder steps up to the second deck. He quickly checked all the doors. They led to various offices and crew accommodations. There was no sign of missing crew members. Five crew members were still unaccounted, unaccounted for, although there could be more if this was truly an intel ship. Chuck figured, Chuck figured he'd add 10 more to play it safe. The poor souls in the refrigerated containers had looked like the deck crew, so it was likely that the intel crew had been taken hostage. If they'd been turned over to the Russian government, there wasn't much else Chuck could do. But he had a hunch that these pirates had been looking to heist a cargo and got more than they bargained for. He took the stair ladder up to the wheelhouse. Nobody was there, so he started checking drawers for evidence. He'd love to get his hands on a logbook. It would, it would have some telling information. Maybe he could find a book of passwords. It would be great if he could get into the com computer in the purser's office. Problem was, he had to get out of there in a hurry. He was on a ship with nine bodies. Not a good place to be if the authorities showed up. Still, he kept looking for the logbook. Then he heard a sound, probably from down on the second deck. He pulled his Glock and descended the stairs. It was dead quiet now. He eased down the port companionway. Then he heard a yell over on the starboard companionway. Get down, a man screamed in Russian. Get down on your knees now. Chuck eased down the crosswise hallway and moved toward the hostels. He peeked around the corridor and saw a long-haired man standing halfway inside a doorway to the cabin. A second man rushed toward him. So Chuck pulled back around the corner to stay out of sight. Put that gun down or I'll blow your brains out all over the bulwark, the gunman said. Lie on your stomach. Put your hands behind your back. Who are you? Port security, a man said. Do not lie to me. I will kill you and like it. You're a smirsh, aren't you? What? Answer me. Chuck had heard about Smirsh. They were Stalin's assassins, a long-closed episode of history. That's crazy, a man said. Smirsh was disbanded in the 1940s. Do not lie to me. I know they were reinstituted. Whatever, pal, report security. Chuck heard a silent shot. Oh, my God, another man said, you shot, you killed him. Chuck swung his gun around the corner, but there was nobody there. He quietly approached the door. He noticed the door across the hall was open, but he didn't see anyone inside. He aimed his gun at the killer's back. Don't move, Chuck yelled. Now it's your turn. Put the gun down or I'll drop you right now. Chuck heard a shuffling of feet behind him. A kick to his back rammed him further into the room. He ran into the shooter, elbowing his neck and knocking him down. His gun fumbled from his fingers and landed on the back of the dead man. Chuck stayed on his feet and spun around. A tower of a man came in after him. The man had a thick chest under a black t-shirt and spider tattoos on his forearms. Chuck relaxed and took a subservient posture with his hands folded across his crotch. He was looking down like he knew he was beaten. 
And indeed, facing this beast of a man, it was a natural reaction. As this huge person came at him, Chuck launched a backhand axe hand. The blow to the side of the attacker's head stunned him. The, the big man winced from pain. Chuck was already chambered. He reversed his momentum, delivering a brutal palm smash to the enemy's face. He heard bone and cartilage crunching in the nose. Blood almost immediately began pouring out of his nose and dripping off his chin onto his black shirt. Now Chuck did a reverse kick. His boot slammed into the attacker's check. The oversized killer was thrown backward into the hall. He hit the door jam on the opposite side and hit the floor. The first guy now reached for his gun against the wall and leapt to his feet. Chuck dove at the floor, snagging his Glock. He fired three shots, blowing the gunman back against the wall. His head struck a little round window so hard that his face got stuck in the shattered glass. He hung there for a moment before he collapsed to the floor. The surviving Smirsh assassin rolled out of the way. Stay where you are, Chuck yelled at him. You get the same. Chuck stood up. The big guy in the black t-shirt had not only gained his footing, but he was a picture of fury. An expression of primal rage contorted his features. He rushed in and threw a roundhouse punch. Chuck ducked and hammered his ribs with both fists, knocking him back against the wall. Wincing from a new source of pain, the big man grabbed his chest. But when he pulled his hands away from his black t-shirt, they were bloodstained from all the blood dripping from his nose down his shirt. As Chuck went after him, the tall man reached out, grabbed Chuck's neck with his bloody left hand while reaching with his bloody right hand for the pistol under his belt. Chuck slammed his right forearm down against the fighter's left arm. Chuck reached with his left arm for his bloody gun hand. At the same time, Chuck slammed his right elbow into the side of the tall man's bloody face. This knocked him back, but not out. The big tall man came on so fast that he managed to throttle Chuck, pushing him against the wall. Chuck sprang off, sprung off the wall, hand-hooked his right arm, and slammed his right ulna into the tall man's left arm. Using his momentum, Chuck slung the tall fighter to the wall and forced him to his knees. Chuck fired off a vicious elbow at the back of his head. Then he crashed the, ga he, he crashed the gap with his chambered knee. Chuck heard several ribs crack. He turned on the surviving Smirsh assassin who was standing. He was not attempting to help Chuck, but wasn't trying to make a move on him either. The Smirsh, the Smirsh assassin had a face that looked like a fist with eyes. Looks like, you, looks like you took care of the big guy, he said. The massive person was cringing on the ground. <clears throat> Chuck kicked the big guy in his bloody black shirt and broken ribs. He let, a, he let loose a pathetic cry like a wounded hyena. I haven't taken care of him yet, but I'm about to. Chuck picked up his Glock off the floor and aimed it at the black T-shirt. You did quite a job on the crew down in the freezer, Chuck said. I suggest you tell me where the rest are. The tall man reached quickly for Chuck's ankle, so Chuck fired off his shot. Bad move, Chuck said. Now he turned on the surviving Smirsh killer. What are you doing on this ship? These men are criminals. We were sent here to investigate. I just saved your life, Chuck said. Where are they? Who? The missing crew members. I don't know. We just arrived. Where are the men who hijacked this ship? I don't know. But finding them will be a death sentence for you. 
I warn you, get out of Petropavlovsk. Leave. It's not safe for you here.